Live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, this is a special edition of Positively West Virginia in our co- uh, daily COVID-19 business briefing. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. For those of you joining us live on Facebook, welcome and thanks for tuning in. And for those listening on the podcast, we really appreciate you guys joining us as well. We really do thank Thank you and and really do appreciate you. Normally on this podcast, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with you and thousands of others each week on iTunes, Spotify, and through our vast distribution network with WVNews.com. Since March 19th, we've been bringing you these daily special edition broadcasts, and we're focused specifically and intentionally around this basic question. What can West Virginia businesses do right now to navigate this current pandemic storm that we're all facing? When we first started this podcast in 2017, our goal was to inspire and equip people in West Virginia with examples of real-life entrepreneurs and business owners who've built their companies right here in West Virginia. Quite frankly, we just want to help businesses in West Virginia win. We appreciate the opportunity to tell positive, inspirational stories each week that encourage people to start their businesses in the Mountain State and keep their companies here and make West Virginia stronger than ever before. And of course, you can learn more about this uh, mission that we have at PositivelyWV.com. Every weekday, we're going live with these business briefings to help business owners and business leaders with practical ideas to use right now. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. Today, I'm honored to have on the show Anna Carrier. Anna is an entrepreneur herself. She's an owner at the Cupcakery in Morgantown, some of the best cupcakes you'll ever eat. And uh, she was also featured, uh, her story was featured in uh, Positively West Virginia, episode 95, back in November 7th of 2019. Anna Carrier is also community business lead program uh, program lead and adjunct professor of entrepreneurship at the Encova Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship at West Virginia University. Anna, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me back, Jim. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm excited to talk with you. First off, Anna, before we get into the meat of the discussion, how are you doing right now personally? You, your family, how are you guys doing? We're doing surprisingly well, actually. <laughs> um, I, you know, I'm pretty extroverted. So when this all began, I thought, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? How am I going to get my people fixed? Um, but <laughs> Zoom has really helped with that. Um, and I've definitely enjoyed time with my three and five year olds. It's a little bit different to, um, be a stay-at-home mom and have a full-time job and try to run my business, but um, we're, <laughs> we're navigating those waters. Absolutely. So. Well, well, we appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes out of your day to to be here with us. Anna, my can you pleasure. tell us a little bit about, you know, I've been reading about the Encova Center's new effort to provide assistance for area small businesses in West Virginia impacted by COVID-19. Can you talk uh, about that and tell us about that program? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, when all of this hit, um, every part of WVU and really any organization was trying to think, how can we help? What can we do? You know, we're all kind of um, our hands are tied a little bit. And what what are some out of the box ways that we can help? So um, webinars and work, virtual workshops have been great. And um, the Encova Center is doing a couple of those that I'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to think of something else that uh, maybe a little bit more unique and using the resources that we have. So um, we came up with this idea to create an intake form for small businesses in West Virginia. And um, we solicited efforts um, of Chambers College of Business and Economics faculty and staff. 
that are subject matter experts, um, whether it be in marketing, finance, business planning, accounting, um, you name it, we, we've got the experts. So um, we've joined the two together and I've, I'm kind of acting as the traffic director as these intake forms are filled out. Um, a small business might say, you know, I'm a hair salon with 10 employees and um, we're not sure how to navigate these loans. We're not sure how to market something different right now. Um, we're not sure how to make sure we can stay afloat. And then I can figure out which subject matter experts slash faculty staff we have available that would be able to help them kind of like guide them through it and talk to them a little bit. Yeah, that's awesome. So how, if people are listening and they, they don't, um, they don't know what to do and they're thinking, wow, this sounds like something that's really appealing. Let's get that information out. How can they get in, you know, in touch with you on the intake form and, and uh, get that process started? I'd say the easiest way to do it is just Google WVU Incova Center. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you get to the site, um, I, I'm the community business program lead. So you just look for West Virginia business and um, you click there and it'll take you straight to my direct page. Um, and that will have a link to the intake form on yeah, it. So. I see it right there. We'll make sure we have links to both of those things, the, the intake form, as well as that article uh, in the show notes section of the podcast. I, as you were talking, Perfect. I just uh, did exactly what you said, and, and there it was. So we'll make sure we include those links on the podcast of this. Thank you. Uh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So. So, Anna, what are some things that you're seeing out there? Um, you know, obviously, you know, it's it's kind of funny because um, I was just thinking about this this morning. Today is April 13th, and I remember exactly where I was March 13th, which was a Friday, and that's mm-hmm. when everything started shutting down in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> My wife and I were at uh, Stonewall having a little getaway, and it was like, what is going on, you know? And so it, it's like hard to believe it's a, a month that we're into this, you know? And uh, It is. And so, you know, here we are. Um, what are some of the things that you're seeing out there where people are, you know, are, are really um, feeling vulnerable uh, with their small business? businesses in West Virginia? Well, you know, um, there are a lot of email chains that go out to businesses that are part of, you know, networking organizations like you and I are part of BNI. Um, but there's a lot of businesses. I mean, probably the majority of them that are not, not part of those networks. Um, and that's kind of who we're trying to reach is the, the businesses that don't have these resources coming to them in their emails every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do they get in touch with somebody that, you know, has not, you know, not just a, something for them to read or watch, but actual one-on-one interaction. Yeah, absolutely. So Anna, you're, as I mentioned in the intro of the show, you're an entrepreneur yourself. You have uh, an MBA, you have your law degree, uh, you're a smart business owner, I've uh, been uh, very um, impressed with watching your story develop over the years. You know, it, this se- this role that you're in right now seems perfectly suited for your talents. You're an extrovert. You love helping people, and you're you're pretty smart. So, uh, Thank how, you, Jim. How, how do you uh, how did uh, how did this whole thing come about? You know, getting into this uh, into this role in this position with the it's the yeah I, I should have said it's the John Chambers College of Business and Economics I always forget to put that in there but uh, that how, is true yeah yes. how, did, how did all that come about um you know it was a very natural path um but you know not exactly planned much like a business developing 
Um, you know, you don't always see the end before you get there. So, um, I started teaching as an adjunct professor in the, both the management department and the entrepreneurship department for the Chambers College of Business and Economics back in January 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that, I had the opportunity to last summer participate in the Governor's School for Entrepreneurship. Mm. Um, and that was a really cool experience. I acted as a business advisor, um, business coach, more like for high school students that came from all over the state. And they, these students came up with the coolest ideas and worked on develop, developing the businesses and creating pitches to pitch to investors. Um, and when it was all over, it was a three-week, extremely intensive program, took literally 12 hours a day for three weeks. Mm. Um, when it was coming to an end, I thought, I'm going to be so sad not to work with these people. <laughs> and not just the high school students, but the people that I was working, the faculty and the staff and coaches I was working with. Um, so I happened to mention it to Dr. Carrie White, who is the director of the WVU Launch Lab, how sad I was going to be. I'm having a little bit of like, you know, separation anxiety, I guess. Um, and she said, well, you know, I'd love to have you as a business advisor at the WVU Launch Lab for a couple hours a week if you're interested. Mm. So I said, well, yeah, I'm interested. I mean, I, I'll, I'll definitely give you a six, seven, eight hours a week, something like that. Um, So I was acting as a business advisor for students and faculty and staff that had ideas that maybe they didn't know how to take the next step or they did have a prototype, but they didn't know what to do after that. Um, They wanted to participate in pitch competitions. So I did this for a couple months. um, And then this this leg of the uh, Incova Center. So the Incova Center has three pillars. Um, one is K K through 12 outreach. Mm-hmm. Um, one is community business. And then the other is experiential learning through the MBA program and the community business program, um, pillar was not filled. It was just a, a part of the Incova center vision mm. that hadn't been completed. So, um, I had a really amazing and unique um, opportunity to kind of create the position to fill both the Incova Center's needs, um, business advising needs, and then continue to teach for the entrepreneurship and management departments. So that's awesome. So, yeah. you, you know, you talk about community engagement, and that's really what kind of at the heart of this position, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think, you know, the timing of this with, you know, and I hate to use the word unprecedented, but, you know, that's really what it is. I mean, we've never seen anything like this where so many of our uh, neighbors and their, um, you know, our our, uh, our friends, our family who own companies, uh, whether it's a, a you know, a, a hair salon or a restaurant or maybe it's a retail shop and they're just closed and people are on unemployment and they're wondering, you know, when is this all going to end and what is the future going to look like? And you're bringing some resources from the Chambers College of Business and Economics at WVU right to their door and saying, here, let us help you. That's, that's a pretty impressive uh, move on, on the university's part, but also your part in leading that whole initiative. So what are some, you know, if you could say, okay, uh, like if, if you could talk to small business owners, which is our audience uh, right now and say, you know, what is the one thing you want them to know of how they should survive this storm that we're in right now? What would, it, what would that piece of advice look like? 
Um, I would say don't feel alone and isolated. Just reach out and ask questions. Um, the SBDC has been fantastic also with um, some assistance with these loan applications. And um, it's, you know, everything's changing on a day to day basis. So mm -hmm. it's hard for anybody to um, understand exactly what to do. But um, I would just say, don't isolate yourself. Make sure you reach out to everyone you know, because chances are very likely that there are a lot of people around you going through the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, Myself uh, included, honestly. <laughs> I think I give kind of a different perspective to this business or yeah. this um, position because I'm going through it myself. Like I'm literally applying to these loans for my business as well. Mm -hmm. um, I know where these business owners are coming from. Um, and I think that's part of why it's my my mission and my passion to help these small businesses. Yeah, this is, I mean, with all due respect to academia, this is not academia. You're in it. You're going through it. And you can definitely uh, have that empathy towards small business owners in West Virginia. So I think that's really, really powerful. Um, last uh, Friday, just a couple of days ago, I had Steve Bolger. Steve is the uh, Mid-Atlantic Director for the SBA, and he really spent, uh, he spent a half an hour really talking us through uh, some of the, the changes that are happening. And it was very encouraging to listen to him because I actually grilled him on a couple of questions because I'm, I'm adverse to uh, you know, taking on debt. And, you know, these are, you know, the, the payroll protection plan is actually a loan. It's not a grant, even though there's the, you know, the, uh, the promissory uh, aspect of uh, loan forgiveness, you know, and mm -hmm. I was asking him, you know, is this going to be the thing where, you know, you fill out the paperwork and you submit the thing and you get the PPP and you, and you have this cash and you, and you use it to fund, but then you didn't check box A113B mm -hmm. appropriately. And then the loan forgiveness, and he's like, no, he goes, we are doing everything we can to, to minimize that and make this easy streamlined process. So I thought it was really, really cool to hear uh, some of that. So, you know, as yeah. a small business owner, I mean, I think that's one of the things that people were talking about right now. This is the hot issue is, do I, you know, do I apply for the loan? How long is it going to take? You know, what's the process look like? Uh, you know, I put my application in, I haven't heard anything back. What's, you know, are, are you, um, you're on the front lines of that as well, you know, with your own business and stuff like that. And talk a little bit about, you know, your decision on uh, the PPP, if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah. So I applied to um, the idle loan and the PPP, um, the idle loan right when I first could. And uh, the PPP was kind of a drawn out process there. But yeah. um, as soon as I could apply for it, I, I did. So um, it's definitely a challenge. The idle loan, the EDIL loan is much easier. It's probably five to 10 minutes to apply for that. Yep. Um, Assuming you have the, the numbers that you need and, um, you know, for a business that might not know how to find those numbers, it could be challenging. Um, but that's what, you know, we have some resources to help with that too. And then for the PPP, um, I think the most difficult part is there are banks out there. I believe I've heard a couple that are accepting, um, PPP applications from non customers. Uh, mm -hmm. per se. Mm -hmm. But the majority of them, the majority of the banks, you have to, you know, have some sort of a loan with them at some point. Um, and you have to be depositing into an account there currently. So um, th that makes it very tough. You know, you think about like you just said with loans, like I I'm loan adverse also. Yeah. Um, so if you hadn't had a loan, you think, oh, I'm doing the right thing. I've, I've made it through without having to take out a loan. But 
really, in essence, that kind of hurts you with this application. So um, trying to, you know, steer through that and get through that mud (laughs) is actually, it's pretty challenging for small businesses. Yeah, absolutely. And I heard, uh, I heard one really good success story with, with regard to that, where they had uh, applied um, last Friday, you know, so a week ago uh, when the, when the gates opened, so to speak, they applied and on Saturday morning, they had their funds in the bank. Wow. That is so quick. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty wild to, to think of that. And then I've heard others that are just waiting and don't know what to do. And, you know, yeah. So, you know, that, that gets brings me to another, you know, kind of a topic that I wanted to hit on, you know, preparedness. You know, uh, I'm wondering, I know I know we're not out of the woods yet by any means, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But I'm wondering, like, what kind of lessons are there, you know, from a from a, um, a tactical like somebody like yourself who has a, you know, a, a master's in business administration? What is what are some tactical things we should be thinking about um as we come out of this down the road here in the next month or so, or whenever it's going to be, I don't want to, like I said, make any predictions on that, but what are some tactical things we should be doing as business owners to, to be prepared, Anna? That's a great lead in. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate that. Um, so also the, with the Encova center, um, Dean Reyes, the Dean of the Chambers college of business and economics and assistant Dean, um, Liz Vitulo and I, the three of us have been, um, you kind of mentioned that this is like a little bit out of the box, what we're doing and um, not straight academia. Mm. Um, and that's because the two of them have been so open-minded to thinking outside of the box and um, listening to some of the different ideas that their faculty and staff have. So um, what part of that is we just recently at the Encova Center has teamed up with Grow with Google And Grow with Google is this amazing program. Um, They have webinars and virtual workshops, live streams um, in place to basically use as a template, or you can use it straight the way it is um, if you don't want to make any changes. But um, to host these web web webinars and workshops, and they create resources for listeners. They create resources for the presenters. Um, it's this really cool program to kind of um, help small businesses or startups or veteran-owned businesses. So we've teamed up with them. And um, part of that, there are two webinars coming up that um, I think are hitting on exactly what you're talking about, Jim. Hmm. Um, one is actually tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And um, I will send you the information for this too, so you can post this yeah, as well. Absolutely. But it's called "Keeping the Lights On." Mm. Um, it's a basically a guide to help small business owners prepare to respond quickly and to recover from things like um, COVID. But you know, it could be anything. There could be things that happen to a small business in the future, and mm. just figuring out a way to be resilient. Um, and then the other one is on May sixth at noon. And it's called Managing Your Business Remotely in Times of Uncertainty. Mm. So um, I think the important part of that title and probably of that webinar is that we all really are going to have to just suck it up and go um, online. 
Um, and I say that be, coming from my business, um, I've had to suck it up and figure out a way. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we kind of had our way of doing things and it was working, but, uh, we had to open our mind and start accepting online orders. Yeah. Um, which I think is going to open, open up a whole new market for us. I think it could be a really great thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's really cool to, um, see how businesses are adapting and how those adaptations are going to carry out into the future. Absolutely. We've, we've been calling it uh, unleashing innovation. Yes. Uh, uh, over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking to folks and that's a word that we've hit on. And, and I really do think that's one of the most inspirational things to watch right now is how people are saying, wow, you know what? I've taken it on the chin over here, but I, I, you know, you kind of hit on it a minute ago, assessing what you have and how can I help people with what I have, you know, because you said use the resources we have in, you know, when you were putting this, this, uh, this team together of uh, subject matter experts. And I, I keep thinking about that. And it's like, it's, it's very complex, but it's also very simple at the same time and saying, look, here's what we have. Here's what we can do. How can we help people? If we can just, figure that out, then there's a good chance on the other side of the stormy seas that we're going going through right now, we get to that calm water, we're going to have a lot of opportunity. And I cannot, uh, I cannot stress that enough. I, I truly believe that. And I, you know, I think that uh, West Virginia, uh, you know, is, I, maybe this is my optimism coming through here, but I do believe that, you know, we are going to be uniquely positioned. You know, our, one of our top industries in the state is tourism. And and I, I can't help but think that once uh, things start opening up safely, that uh, we're going to be a, a haven for people to kind of get out of that rat race of New York City and Washington, D.C. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of these um, high rises that are, they've been stuck in for, for weeks and months for, for some of them, for sure. And it's like this could be a, a real opportunity if we do it right. You know, and, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but I just feel like we are positioned. You know, we've um, just listening to the governor uh, this morning on his, or this, early this afternoon, right before the show, talking about some of the current states and he's looking at some of the predictive models. You know, it looks like the, the diligence of people, um, you know, with washing your hands and social distancing and not touching your face and all those things that the CDC has been recommending and, and some of our, uh, you know, political leaders like the governor, Jim Justice, I think he's done a really good job with that, uh, getting that word out that we are going to be able to get through this pretty, you know, pretty substantially um, unscathed. Let's put it that way, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I do think that we have great minds around the state where you know, we have uh, this concept of, of, you know, work ethic and um, resiliency as well as innovation, like you were just talking about. And I feel like that is going to be really, um, you know, really a, a huge opportunity. I'm wondering, Anna, what, what kind of opportunities you think are going to come from this uh, thing that we're going through right now? I completely agree with you on the tourism front. Um, West Virginia has already got some, some stuff in the works really to, to get tourism promoted anyways. It's kind of been an, an initiative um, that I've been hearing a lot about anyways. So I think this is just giving it the oomph to, to get it going. And, um, so yeah, I definitely think tourism will be huge. I think that I'm hopeful that, um, you know, the need that all of these, um, students and businesses have had for internet, um, we've, had to have internet to continue working, um, and for kids to go to school. 
I'm really hopeful that maybe this can drive the initiative to get internet throughout the state. Yeah. Um, I really think that needs to change. And I don't think, you know, we, we really want to get some larger businesses into the state. Um, and I, I don't think that can happen until we get the internet situation figured out. So hopefully this will give us a little boost. Yeah. Broadband, <laughs> broadband for all in West Virginia would be huge yes. because I, I think that definitely connects us even more. Um, I liked the advice that you also gave earlier, um, uh, you know, from people, you know, getting, you know, getting connected, you know, there's no, there's no need uh, if you're an entrepreneur a small business owner in West Virginia to, to feel isolated. There are a lot of resources with the SBA and the SBDC and, and things like BNI and, and Rotary and all these different, you know, civic groups that can, can really have you uh, connected in a sense of community. And I think that, uh, I think that's a big, big takeaway for me too, is that, you know, without those things, you know, I'm sitting here in an office uh, for my company, all my team has been working remote for, for almost a month now. And, um, it's lonely, you know, working by yourself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I'm actually, uh, I've been coming into our, into our offices where the studio is. I'm here by myself. There's nobody here and we have a, a morning call and, uh, we're going to be starting our, um, afternoon happy hour after work on Thursday. Uh, we're going to try that for, for a couple of weeks oh, cool. just to get everybody like together and, and not necessarily talking about business, but uh, cause we, you know, we typically do a lot of that, you know, kind of team building stuff anyway. And that's all have, has been put on hold. So we're trying to get some semblance back. And I just do, I do think that there's, um, you know, you mentioned being an extrovert. Uh, you know, I, I think that there's something to be said for having that network of community of trusted advisors in your in your group of uh, you know your sphere of influence if you will and I think that's uh, that's a good point that you made there as well uh, I, I want to point out that our guest once again today is Anna Carrier she's community business program lead and adjunct professor of entrepreneurship at the Encova Center for Innovation and, uh, and Entrepreneurship at the John Chambers College of Business and Economics at West Virginia University. That is a long title. Say that five times fast. <laughs> I need to take a breath. Anna, Anna's, Anna's great. She's a, a repeat guest. And if, if any of you guys are interested in, in hearing her story, I'd urge you to check out episode 95 of Positively West Virginia back on uh, November 7th, 2019. Anna's uh, a wonderful entrepreneur and a uh, person who likes to give back to the community as well. Anna, as we wrap up our time here, um, what's the best best way for people to learn more about you and, and maybe even get in touch with you? Um, my email is um, very readily available. My phone number is very readily available, and it's my cell phone too. So I'm happy to help. Um, so if you just Google in WVU and Cova Center, E N C O V A Center, um, and um, go through that way, you can click on West Virginia Business, and that leads directly to my site. So. I'm going to have um, workshops and webinar times and um, links on my site. Um, and the intake form is the very first thing on there already. So just yeah. go ahead and, and Google WVU and Cova Center. I think you should find what you need. Yeah, I think, um, like I said, well, I'll make sure I put those links to your email address in the show notes section as well. And uh, I did have a chance as you were um, talking earlier to just kind of look over that intake form. We'll make sure we have a link to that and encourage anybody who's suffering or kind of feeling some some pressure of what to do and, and how to how to keep their business floating uh, to reach out to Anna and the uh, the folks at the Encova Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship at WVU. And uh, 
that there's a lot of information on that form. So I think it's uh, once once the person goes through that form and, and is able to answer questions, you guys can get right on it and help them uh, maybe bring some relief. And any uh, final words you'd like to share with our audience today? No, Jim, I just really appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk about our small business assistance program. Um, we have such a great chance to, you know, these faculty and staff members are donating their time. They are taking extra time to answer emails and Zoom and um, just spend one-on-one moments with these small businesses, um, which is such a, it's a bridge that I've dreamed of developing for so long, um, mm. connecting the university with these small businesses. So yeah. my hope is that we can keep it going. That's awesome. Anna, uh, once again, thank you for sharing this great information to our audience. I really appreciate you and everything that you're doing, not only at your company, but uh, at WVU as well. Thank you, Jim. Folks, that's it for today's Positively West Virginia Daily COVID-19 Business Briefing. My hope is that we brought you some valuable insight that you can use in your business as we all work to navigate these uncharted waters. I also want to take a moment to thank our sponsors for Positively West Virginia, Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. We'll be coming to you live every weekday as this pandemic continues with these special edition briefings. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay positive, West Virginia.